Why then has all of this happened to us? We've been in brokenness so long, we don't even see ourselves healed. We've been sad so long, we don't even see ourselves rejoicing and happy. So many of us been in it so long, we don't think we can see ourselves out of it. Look. Same struggle, just a different day. Still requesting- what is up, everybody? It is none other than your fave girl, D here. And I'm back with another episode of Like You Said. Thank you so much for listening last week. I hope everyone had a great week. And I want to get into it. Uh, this episode has a slightly different tone than the others. This episode is to encourage and uplift my people, you know, black people, black men, black women, black LGBTQIA2+, black teens, young adults, black kids. But I also have a message this week for those who are non-black or non-black identifying, um, because I really want them to listen to it. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I had spoken a little bit about strength during, you know, unsettling times. And that was in regards to the mass shooting that had happened here in Nova Scotia a few weeks back now. But the rising of information in regards to the Ahmad Arbery murder, I had a message on my heart to speak. For those who have been exclaiming, you know, Nova Scotia strong since the mass shooting, you have to say Ahmad Arbery's name. If you have black friends, black coworkers, black partners, black lovers or black children, you need to say his name and listen to how this affects us as black people. Angry, heartbroken, hurt, helpless, powerless, defeated, sad, unimportant, terrified, inhuman, confused, Anxious, worthless, annoyed, non-essential. These are some of the words that have been used to describe how the murder of Ahmaud Arbery has made black people feel. And we're not in America. We live in Canada. We are on the East Coast. And this is affecting us. We are African Nova Scotians. And this is how... The death of a black man in America is making us feel. And no, we're not American, but as black people, we share the experience of feeling this way from a means of oppression. And when these tragic events happen, it has an effect on us. Because as black people who have experienced oppression and marginalization, because some have not, or at least they haven't in the same ways that we have in North American culture. But we have a shared experience, and so there are things that happen in other places in the world to our people that affect us all over the world, and that needs to be recognized. It didn't take one celebrity to see what had happened to white people in Nova Scotia for hashtag Nova Scotia Strong to be trending and for the country to respond and 
send their condolences and feel sorrow for my province, for Nova Scotia. But for Ahmad, who, like some of those killed in Nova Scotia, he was just out for a jog. He was exercising, you know, peacefully. He wasn't disturbing anyone. Yet two white men decided to take the law into their own hands because of an assumption. Now, before anyone decides to bring this up, let me just say that this is the reason why it's important to mention the race of these murderers and the victim. People try to deflect and silence black people by saying that, I don't know why race is a big issue. I don't see color. You know, we shouldn't be letting this cause a difference between us. Listen, race matters. And it matters because the dominant culture, white supremacy, has made it matter by consistently inflicting hardship on those who aren't white or cultures that don't embody whiteness. It's been happening, and it's still in our culture, and race matters because oppressors make it matter. Point blank, period. Race matters because it is connected to the culture and ethnicity of a people. And if you ignore race, you are silencing a significant part of a person, a significant part of me and my experiences, my perspectives. Race cannot be ignored, especially when people use it as a reason to kill us. Ahmad was killed two months ago, and we're only seeing an uproar now because of a leaked video, and justice is the follow-up to celebrities demanding justice. Not even simply because it was the right thing to do. It took the rich, the ones with high social status, to bring awareness to the valuable life that was lost. The valuable life that was taken away from a family, from friends, from a community. It took dominance to validate Ahmad's innocence. And that's rarely the case with white people and some non-black people. And as a black person, seeing this video and hearing the story develop, it's triggering. It is very triggering. It's triggering because it reinforces the fact that the world sees us as these words that I've said before. It reinforces that the world sees us as angry people, defeated people, powerless people, helpless, unimportant, confused, worthless, inhuman people. The murder of Ahmaud Arbery triggers me because I could have been one of my brothers. It could have been one of my cousins. It could have been one of my friends. This triggers me because this is something I'll have to address with my children one day. The fact that you're going to have to teach your child to protect themselves from literally anyone that doesn't look like them because of the fact that someone or some people think that they are worth more than my son or my daughter. Imagine that. You having to tell your child to protect themselves from the police who are sworn to serve and protect because it's a matter of life and death. 
to have to tell your child to protect themselves from people they might want to be friends with at school. But because race has caused a divide and has caused those who embody that white culture, that dominant culture, to look at us differently and to potentially see us as a threat, even if their friend doesn't have those ideas, their parents might. And that has an influence on their child who's going to interact with my child. I have to think about these things. When these things happen, I just think about that sometimes, you know. I'm going to have to tell my child to to be safe because people see them as different for something that shouldn't really matter as much as it does. This murder is triggering because it shows me that I have to constantly be on defense because apparently maintaining my health as a black person is not is now seen as a threat. You know, going for a jog apparently is a threat to a community. Going for a jog could cost me my life. Could cost my brother his life. Could cost any black person their life, apparently. That's what it seems like. These senseless killings, they trigger trauma passed down by my ancestors. We've endured a lot. You know, this just continually reinforces that trauma. And we have to go to a space of healing to combat that and go through this over and over and over and over again. There's a feeling of numbness towards the constant attack on my people. I've heard this from a few people when I'd asked them how this had been making them feel. And to me, that numbness can be a sign of defeat in the belief of those words that we are just heartbroken people, confused people, worthless people, anxious people, inhuman. The belief of those words that are perpetuated by the senseless killings, the murders of black people. And you know, we as black people, if we believe the lies, we will be desensitized. We'll just think that that's the only way of the world and that that's what we deserve. Or it's the only thing we're good for. It's just being sent in as, as bait for someone else's joy kill because of an assumption. Now, I want to shift the focus a little bit. For those of you who have black friends, black coworkers, black spouses or partners, significant others, whatever the term is that you use, or black children, I want you to know that this also affects you. And I'm going to tell you why. If you have black people in your midst and you possess privilege to any degree, everybody knows that black people, at least in this context of Nova Scotia, have endured some sort of hardship at some point in their lives. And, you know, to really respect those people in your life and truly appreciate them and really advocate for them and don't just tell them that you support them and get upset when stuff like this happens. Use your privilege to fight alongside us for our lives and for our rights. It's necessary, and to be close with anyone who 
comes from a community that has been oppressed, but I'm talking about the black community right now. But it applies. But if you are friends with anyone who, or I should say close to anyone, who comes from a background or community that has had oppression inflicted upon them, and you have privilege, you have a duty to that person to use your privilege to help better care for that person in in their community. It's allyship. You know, I know black culture is popular culture now. Everybody wants a black friend now. And it's cool, but, you know, people want our culture, but they don't want our life. They don't want our realities. People want our culture, and they don't want our reality. But the fact of the matter is, every now and again, you're going to come face to face with what our reality is. The question is, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to make sure that that doesn't happen to your friend, to your family, to your boyfriend, to your girlfriend, to your child? How are you going to make sure if you are a person that possesses some sort of privilege? You have to use your privilege to help benefit. Don't treat us like a charity case because we're not. We're very resilient people. We've endured a lot, but we've overcome many, many trials and tribulations. So I'm not asking anyone to pity my people. But I'm saying that if you really care, show it. Fight alongside us. That's all I'm saying. You know, Ahmad Arbery could have been your friend, your coworker, your spouse, partner, your child. I mean, we got all kinds of interracial families. That could have been your sibling. It affects you. The possibilities are endless. As a non-black person, but I would say especially if you're a white person, what Gregory and Travis McMichael did, it adds to how white people and white culture, quote-unquote dominant culture, I guess, have been and continue to make us feel. You know, if you say you care, you need to check your privilege and behavior and hold your community accountable to create change. You know, those who are part of a community that has been oppressed or victimized, we're always protesting and, you know, advocating for our own rights. And I keep on doing it because, you know, we're making changes. We are. I know sometimes it can be tiring, but things are getting done. But... Real allyship makes a huge difference. And I say that because the people that continue to ignore us here are allies simply because, well, number one, they typically look like them or somehow embody something similar to them. Ahmad was murdered by two white men. And so as white people... If you see this as an issue and you're really up in arms and upset about it, it also affects you because if you're a person who's trying to create new relationships with black community, marginalized community, yada, 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 and these things are constantly happening, you know, it also kind of reflects 
I don't want to say reflects you, but it makes it hard for us to disassociate because the world associates all black people so easily. But heaven forbid if we're afraid of white people because they keep shooting and killing us. But it's it's the same thing, is it not? It's a double standard. Um, I find when people try to say, oh, you're putting us all in the big group. I would never shoot an innocent black man walking down the street. And I'm, but you look like someone who did, so what am I supposed to believe? You know, I don't look like a... I don't look like someone that was breaking and entering into someone's home, but that didn't stop Gregory and Travis from shooting an innocent black man either. So what do you want me to do? What do you want what do you want me to think? What do you want me to believe? Show that you actually care. Don't just say it. Fight alongside me. Fight alongside my community. We're advocating for our rights. We're advocating for our lives. So if you're you want to be hanging with the homies? You want to have the black friend? Then be down for your black friend through thick and thin, through all of it. And that's just a reality because what they deal with, if you're their real friend, it's kind of what you deal with also. If you're walking in the store with your black friend and your friend gets racially profiled and you don't and you're white, you better, you better stand up for your friend and speak out of your mouth. That's allyship. Saying, hey, hey, listen, why are you why are you on my boys back like that? We're just trying to get a bag of chips, trying to have a snack. We're not doing anything. Allyship. Now, for those of you who don't associate with black folk, you're not getting off easy either. You don't think this story applies to you. There's no black people really in your life. Whatever your excuses, I have something to tell you because it also should matter to you. Simply because, just like you, we are human beings. We breathe and bleed just like anybody else. No one, absolutely no one, has the right to take a life. And if you feel otherwise with this situation, but your heart aches for those who died... In Nova Scotia, you have to really ask yourself why. I understand, you know, 22 people died. They were murdered. They were innocent people. It was very tragic. And, you know, my heart goes out to all the families that are affected and communities affected by this. And, you know, one person died in the States back in February. 22 white people Everyone's gone. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this, and this is so heartbreaking. One black man died, and there was no reaction for two months until the evidence was revealed, and celebrities reacted. His family has been trying to find answers and, you know, figure this thing out since he was murdered. Now, mind you, this is the other thing. An attack like the one that happened in Halifax, I should say, in Nova Scotia. An attack like the one that happened in Nova Scotia, that does not happen very often. But an innocent black man being murdered, 
happens more often than it should. Way more often than it should. It's not about the number of people who were killed. It's about who was killed. And why the death of a black man doesn't at least make you question the state of humanity. So if you do feel otherwise about the situation, you're like, I don't really care, I'm indifferent. But yet you're like hung up and upset about what happened a few weeks ago here in Nova Scotia. I encourage you to ask yourself why. Like, really? You might have some sort of bias you didn't even know you had. Or maybe you think that just because it's in America, it shouldn't have an impact on us here in Canada. But the fact of the matter is, it does. Canada has its own history of oppression towards black people, especially African Nova Scotians. So, like I said before, there is a shared experience there. And we over here are feeling the hurt and the pain and the heartache from the loss of Ahmaud Arbery. And that's something that everyone has to accept. But the question is about community care. How are we going to go about community care? How are you going to go about community care? Us black people, we've been taking care of ourselves and healing and praying and doing whatever we got to do for ourselves. But when we're talking about allyship, how are you going to ensure that we can feel safe in a place where y'all are the dominant? How are you going to, you know, put your ideas aside, put your assumptions aside, and really advocate you know, if this is a, the Nova Scotia, the Canada that's so nice and kind and lovey-dovey and open and welcoming to all people, how are you welcoming and open to all people if you haven't shown the same courtesy to those who have been here for hundreds of years? Angry, heartbroken, hurt. Helpless, powerless, defeated, sad, unimportant, terrified, inhuman, confused, anxious, worthless, annoyed, non-essential. I know it's hard, but to my people, it's okay to feel this way whether it be because of this tragedy or everyday encounters, it's okay to, to feel that way because you are human and you have feelings. And for a long time we've been trained not to feel, but we need to acknowledge how these things make us feel because it reminds us that we are human. It reminds us that we do have feelings. It reminds us that we are affected by what's going on in the world around us and to us in our own communities, in our own cities, in our own towns. But I want you to remember that we aren't who the world tells us and treats us as we are. The hurt that this has caused, I want you to recognize it and acknowledge it, but never, ever identify with it. 
you know who you are. And if you don't, learn yourself and your history. Black people, we are royalty. We have power. We are the trendsetters. We are the change makers. We're amazing people. And so please never identify with those feelings, but understand and recognize when they come and healthy ways to deal with those feelings. To our true allies, thank you. I appreciate you. Y'all are amazing. And um, yeah, I appreciate your allyship for sure. For those who want to learn to be an ally, I would encourage you to listen to your friends, partners, kids, listen to their experiences, and ask them how you can do better. For those who don't feel connected to this at all, I want you to ask yourself how you can be an example to your community by treating all people like people. We are all human and we're all trying our best and we are all deserving of a good life. So let's listen to one another and be good to each other. I love you guys. I hope that you really think of a way to practice allyship practically this week and community care this week. To my black people, take care of yourselves. Rest, take it easy, and hold your loved ones close. You know, try and stay connected. I know it's hard, but we're all going to make it. And like I said already, I love you all. I hope that you have an amazing week. Stay awesome, stay amazing, stay blessed. And until next time, see you on the flip. For black sons, maroons, black loyalist slaves, they all won through the successions of sons we fighting to overcome. Yeah. Bumping Sam Cook up in the subwoofer. Now is not the time to be an onlooker. If my people unified and we'll begin to mobilize, and they're gonna see the heat rising like a slow cooker. And there's no days out. We came a long way, but still a long ways out. I've been praying for change, but I'm all prayed out. Got my fist up in the sky, cause I want change now. My mama told me there'd be days like this. Daddy done warned me I would feel like this. As I get older, I'm feeling colder. But I don't wanna live a life like this. I just gotta speak my truth and I hope you listen. Yeah, I'm just trying to seek refuge from the life we live in. Yeah. Thank you.